This is Positively Hygiene with your hosts, Amber Lovatos, Amy Parenti, and Angela Doe. Listen on as we dive into the positive of dental hygiene. Angela, it's been almost two years since I quit my job and almost a year since you quit your job. I know. It's been it's been crazy. And I've been reflecting about it recently because now it's the holiday season. There's all these like events going on. That's the hardest part. Yeah. I mean, no. Yes, I know. There, yeah. Yeah. There's all these events going on. And then so, you know, I brought my family to see some lights on Monday and I was talking to a dentist about it or I think... Or we were going to see lights Monday, Monday night. And then I was talking to a dentist I work with about it. And we were talking about the different light displays and whatnot. And I was like, you know, I went to this neighborhood. So there's this neighborhood, not by us, but not far either, where like the whole neighborhood goes all out. Like it's known, like they have scheduled hay rides to go mm. through the neighborhood. And I was like, oh, you know, we didn't go during the on season. Like we went like after New Year's, you know, to still drive around people to have their lights up. And then I was thinking, I was like, why did I do that? And I was like, oh, it's because I was working four days a week and it was like an hour commute. And so I wouldn't get home to like six or, you know, six, six thirty, and then it's already dark. And then we're trying to get everyone at bedtime and then I'm tired. You know, it was just like all those things. I'm like, that's why I didn't do that last year. Yeah. And so I, I forget, I forget that it's been a year since yeah. I quit my full-time job. Well, you know, for four me, days a week. I, I guess the hard part is feeling like I'm not part of a team. Oh yeah. We and talked about So this, same yeah. thing for when I was temping full-time, I always felt like I wasn't part of a team and like people would bring in things for like the staff. And I was like, Oh, that's so nice. If I was like, part of a team then I would get invited to Christmas holiday parties or get like holiday gifts or get those cookies and um so I baked my first batch of cookies yesterday because I was like you know what I'm not a part of a dental office but I can make my own cookies <laughs> and then I heard that they actually turned out okay so they're yay. good Amber had me eat one <laughs> she's like eat my cookie no um yeah basically but you know, I do get invited to my husband's holiday party, which is nice. So it's like, okay, I still feel like I'm I'm included in that. So I feel like it's also my holiday party. You know, I think like that's kind of hard and like, it's okay. You know, it's, that's not like the worst thing. I can celebrate my, my own way, but we're having a, a, a dinner with one of our like, with Cloud Industry, they're taking us mm-hmm. to dinner, which is nice. They also like have become our friends. We've we've created our own, our yeah, own, our own traditions. traditions. Yeah, we're sort of celebrating that it's been two years for you and a year for me because yeah. even though like it it wasn't easy decisions for either of us. No, it know? took me, and I, I probably told the story. It took me a while. Um, it's interesting because two years ago, for this time, I was really struggling mentally, and I was just so stressed that I was not in a good place and not like happy and just you could tell and I was like there was a point in time where I stopped talking to you and Shauna where I Shauna is one one of our best friends Angela and I like and I told them I was like hey I'm gonna need to like not talk to y'all for a while Mm -hmm. um I couldn't I was just going through it mentally and at work I definitely wasn't the best version of myself, the person that I know that I can be the best leader because emotionally I was so burnt out. And part of this because my dad was sick. And so, but just like my job was toxic, my job, my my boss was toxic. She would call me to her office and like gaslight me, honestly. And then maybe the final straw for me was getting written up. So the summertime, I knew I was going to run out of PTO. Mm-hmm. 
And I told my immediate supervisor, I was like, hey, I'm going to run out of PTO. Can I just start taking some of these Fridays off without being paid? Because my dad had a lot of cancer appointments and I needed to be with him and take him. And she's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. If you run out of PTO by the end of the year, um, I will vouch for you. And I was like, okay, cool. But I didn't get that in writing. Mm. Come the end of the year, my CEO's like, oh, we are not approving your day off. And I gave them a month notice and I was like, but my dad has a cancer appointment. And she's like, well, I can't give it to you. And I was like, but Amber said that I could, she would vouch for me. And I was like, oh, I don't remember that. I'm like, okay. And so then my CEO was like, so are you gonna like, so I was like, well, she's like, what do you have to say? And I was like, I don't know what to tell you because I know you're telling me that I can't have this day off. I'm also, t- but I'm also telling you that I'm going to take this day off. Like I have to take this day off. Yeah. And she's like, so you're basically telling me to suck it. And I'm like, no, ma'am. Those words did not come out of my mouth. I, that's not what I'm saying. It was just so hard on me. Yeah. And honestly, so hard on me because coming from a, it was a Christian ministry. And one of the reasons I moved there was because it was a Christian ministry. Like, I was like, wow, this is like a Christian leader of our Christian organization is telling me, is being so disrespectful and not having any heart or grace. And this is like, or a professional conversation. Yeah, a professional conversation. We're, this is like November, October. And so anyways, I ended up taking the day off. She knew I was going to take the day off, right? I didn't say anything. Uh, and then they, I came back and they wrote me up. That was like the last, this was like early December. Yeah. That was like the last draw for me. I was, I was just so exhausted. I was exhausted. And they made me sign this piece of paper. And I was like, really? All that I do, they're like, well, we're not saying that your work isn't good. We're not saying you're not doing your work. Yeah. You're like, you are doing your work. I was like, it's not about my performance. It's about a day off for like, where is the humanity? Literally, I'm not like having vacations. It's because of my dad. Yeah. You know, and if your parent was sick, would you not be there for your dad too? Yeah. I was part of this group called Dental Girl Gang at that time where we would do like monthly calls. We'd read a book about empowerment and women empowerment and then we would discuss it. And so this one day I got on the call, very like, so I things I forget. I don't forget this call because I got on just like, randomly and I got on late um, because I was like oh today's the day of that call and so I get on and you know that you couldn't go around talking about like your problems and I told them like this is what's going on and I think I need to quit my job but I don't think I can do it like I'm just having a really hard time I don't think I can do it and Dr. Jessica um, Emery love her shout out to her and I I messaged her earlier and I was like oh my god thank you for like giving me that push because if it wasn't for that push I don't know that I could have done it and then my the the ways my life has changed since then Mm -hmm. but I had this call with her and they she texted me the morning she's like okay so they were able to like hype me up these these group of dentists were able to hype me up and tell me like women dentists like like do it so we're gonna do it um that Monday they're like Amber go give that like like texting me in the morning, encouraging mm-hmm. me. And it was just like the most beautiful thing. And was it scary to quit my job? My job where I did work that fulfilled me doing work that paid me well. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, it was hard. I think I, I needed it though. And then a month like a month later, my dad got his liver transplant, which was, I think crazy. it yeah. was so crazy. <laughs> it was what I think it was meant to be. Things have kind of worked out, you know? Yeah, you've had, you've had such a successful two years. I mean, I think things work out when you're times 101 person. <laughs> Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> okay, but you know what's crazy is that I don't have any work this month, December or January. And I was telling you, I was like, I'm a little scared that I that's, don't have work. Yeah, that's the hard part with being an entrepreneur and dental. Those are like the quiet months. It's funny because I have savings. Yeah. And I have more than enough savings to, I probably have savings to make it me through a year. It's because we're workaholics. <laughs> 
we feel like we have to do something all the time, even though we're like, oh, we're tired. Yeah. I mean, I have plenty of savings. I would be fine even if I took a year off from work. But mentally, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to work this month. Yeah. yeah. I'm so scared, which is so freaking silly. I know. And I think we have like some kind of generational trauma from that as well. Because we don't have generational wealth. So that's a a real thing too. We could talk about that a different time. But I think one of the other things is that I found in you is balancing your time and saying no. I've gotten really good at being like, no, I don't want to do that. And you, we've talked about this, how you won't schedule did you're starting to start scheduling days off because otherwise you say yes because you're like, oh, I have free time. Yes. Mm-hmm. When like if I don't have an appointment or an obligation, but like it's like I can clean up the house. Mm-hmm. I, I need to purge my son's toys. I have a side project I'm working on. But if it's not scheduled time, then I'm going to feel like I'm free. Yeah. I don't like I have stuff to do. There's some, yeah. There's, I know, the thing is that I think there's always stuff. There's always something. I have to go in beforehand making that decision um, or else I'm going to say yes to everything. You know, I always like listening to your story about how you came out of it. Because I think it's, you know, there's other people going through maybe similar Mm -hmm. situations and it is hard to come out. And even though Amber's done it, even though I left my old job, like it wasn't easy for both of us. It took months, right? For Mm -hmm. me, I actually don't, I don't think I really shared the story and I'm not going to, there's stuff I'm not going to go into detail and I'll let you know when I'm not going into detail, but it took me six months too. I, we heard you for six months. I know, I know. (laughs) And my friends have been so patient. Like never have I felt like I wasn't being heard, even though I said the same thing five times. So, and that's when you know who your real friends are. But I think we also knew because- what I was I also went through months of that where everybody was like we'll just leave and you just can't get yourself to get there yeah it takes time and so it was in the summer and we were moving and we were moving further out part of us moving was because I knew my son was going to start pre-k and kindergarten so I wanted to get him into a a district a better district than we were already zoned to and sort of thinking about like the next phase in life because I also had my second son then and so we we ended up moving out we ended up moving out f- a further which like without traffic it'll take 30 minutes for me to get to work with traffic it would take me an hour and that played a big deal when I have a what a three-year-old a one-year-old at that time and needing to be home um, or waking up early and not being there for things and so it like I knew eventually I would have to leave after we made that move because I couldn't, there's no way to make that drive constantly. Like I would be wearing myself thin. I would come home. I would be angry and my kids didn't deserve that. My husband didn't deserve that. Not fair for anybody. And not to say that that happens to everyone, but that was just me. And also because my role was more than just clinical hygiene. I was basically HR. I was managing the schedule. I was doing insurance checks. I was doing a lot of things to where it really wore on me where my the energy I had, I didn't want to spend it there. I didn't, I couldn't afford to spend it there. That energy I had, I wanted to spend it with my family and my priorities changed. And then, so I knew I had to leave, right? But I didn't want to leave in the middle of summer because it's summertime. So in my head, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be have to be after summer. But at the same time, I was talking myself into not leaving, right? I'm like, okay, maybe I can just shift down to like three days a week. And I was feeling a lot of guilt because this was a practice I've been out for many, many years. They've been so good to me. I enjoyed being there. Like it was great, you know? So it wasn't a 
easy decision. So just like you said, there was the last straw. I had a last straw as well. I was at RDH under one roof. You were presenting that year and actually went to your room um, and you were getting ready, sort of going over your presentation. And if you're a speaker, then you know, like you're sort of in a zone before you have to present. So I knew that I, I wasn't going to bother you, but you know, we we're just going to head down when you're ready. And then I got a call from my office and I knew it was important because like it was payroll weekend, you know? So I went out on your balcony, balcony and I took it. And I'm not going to go into details about it um, because I still very much care about the company, but it was about it was a P- about PTO again that I should have the, the change I should have known six months ago. And it wasn't that I mean, part of it was the money. Part of it wasn't. It was just more like the relationship, you know, like, OK, well, what about the relationship we had besides the fact that you didn't tell me this? So I was very frustrated and I started tearing up, but I held through through the call into the call and I immediately called my husband because I couldn't go in the room to you because you were like in your zone. And I just started sobbing to him. I was so angry, so frustrated. And he's like, he was, he's always been supportive of me. And he's like, I've been supportive of you months ago for wanting to leave. Like you do what you need to do. He's like, and then I had to collect myself. And then I went into the room and didn't tell you for a few hours. I think till we went to Disneyland that night because we were all in the car together with our other friends. That was it. That, that was like, okay, yes, now I need to leave. And then the mm-hmm. next question was, when? Mm-hmm. When do I leave? And I gave him about two to three months notice. It took me a while again to decide. I left after like the winter rush. So I left January of this year. It could have ended better. I will say that. I, I didn't get a goodbye party. Yeah, um, I know that was I, sad. Well, okay, wait. Hard. <laughs> I got an unofficial goodbye party because I didn't know about it. No one told me about it. Who told me about it was another coworker that I was like, we call ourselves work BFFs, that she told me that the Christmas party was part of my goodbye party, but no one had told me that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I didn't even know that. Yeah. So really, I don't feel like I got a goodbye. It was just sort of that I left. And I know other people, you know, had goodbye parties and stuff. And just, it just is what it is. Same. Just is what it is. My, um, my practice had a goodbye party for several people. The yeah. announcements and me, it was just like 4 p.m. You're logged out of your email. Like, basically, you're not allowed back here. Yeah, and I, I remember quit. they did that. Like, I was like, and then they, wanted, they didn't want to pay me. Oh. Do you remember? No. Yeah. So I had an ID badge. Oh, yes. They were going to hold it hostage. Yeah. They're, so they're like, and here's the thing. Nobody wore in the ID badge. It was a, like, it was a medical dental practice, but we weren't like a big one, you know. So nobody wore their IB. Like, did we have them? Yeah, but nobody wore them. Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of was funny. Anyways, I had an employee quit and she maybe left her. She did left her, she left her ID badge, but I kept it in my office because the thing was like we all had ID badges and we all would hang them in our like dental office. Nobody wore them. Yeah. So anyways, I lost mine. Who the hell knows where it is? <laughs> Nobody asked me for it even before like I left during my final day. They wanted the laptop. Okay. But that, that was like, that was it. They emailed me. They're like, well, because you haven't turned in your badge, we're not going to give you your final check. So I emailed them and I was like, well, according to the state of Texas, you have to pay me. You can't. And according to our handbook, you have to pay me. You can't withhold my money. Yeah, yeah. And I sent them quotes for our handbook. And, um, and I was like, look, but honestly, this feels like harassment. Because my employee who quit, I have her ID badge. You never asked me for her ID badge. Mm. So why is it that for people who have quit, 
they weren't asked and their check wasn't withhold, but yeah. mine is being withheld. Yeah. Makes zero sense to yeah. me. I think they're just trying to find like something. Exactly. And exactly. I was like, look, I wasn't leaving, like saying anything about y'all. I think it was just like a vendetta that the CEO had against me. Um, and bless her heart. I hope that she finds peace. And I think there's nothing to be said about women who don't like to see other women succeed. And I think that was her problem. I think she was bothered for the fact that I was successful outside my job. And mm-hmm. she like, didn't, I don't think she liked that, that I didn't need the job. And for me, these last two years have been amazing for the most part. Yeah. Have been so great. It was the best decision to leave. Sometimes it's hard, right? Like there are other stressors, but it was, I mean, I, <laughs> there's, there hasn't been a day that passed by that. I'm like, uh, I regret leaving. Yeah, no. no. I mean, it was, and not to say that it was a bad job. It just didn't fit my life anymore. Yeah. I needed more flexible time to be with my kids. I wanted to do more. I wanted yeah. to do more speaking, more social media, um, writing. Like I wanted to venture out and do other things. And so even like the last four months I was at my practice, I even tacked on Saturdays Wow, at another one that way, because what's a very real scenario? money, right? Mm -hmm. Like I had a family, we just bought a new house. I still needed an income. And, you know, with speaking and with content creating, it's great, but you have to put that effort first and then you get paid later, you know, Mm -hmm. building, like, I don't just get paid for my gram. Like I put in hours, days, weeks, we all do of work before you get a partnership or something, you know? You work before and then you get paid, which as we worked for those two years in hygiene school and now we're getting paid. So I ended up tacking on Saturdays so I could try and get in with an office and build a relationship and sort of see like, do they need me more? Um, do I like it here? You know, because if you're working at an office or interviewing, like it's not just about them liking you, but if you like them. Yeah. So I had to do that, you know, to try to like get my foot in the door somewhere. And so, you know, I talked about it with my husband because I think, again, a great thing about a profession, we can tempt. So plan C, right, <laughs> was yeah. that I would bust my ass and get out there, go, you know, do the old fashioned handout, because I think if they meet you, it's different too, but also sign up on the app and book temp jobs that way, you know, like there was a plan C, you know, yeah. you know, January, even though I quit beginning of January, like we said, like January is sort of a slow month in dentistry. It was honestly, I'm going to say to be slow for like a month or two, I had some income here and there, like entrepreneur things, which are great, but it came down to like in April and then in March I got busy because, well, I was doing like the volunteer TD, the association stuff in January, February um, and networking, trying to build myself up, you know, in March there was spring break. So I worked all of spring break that helped. And then it came April and I'm like, I'm going to need, cause I was, again, I was only just working Saturdays and it was like two Saturdays a month for like six hours, you know? And then finally, it was to a point where like, okay, I need to find something a little bit more steady because entrepreneur work, it was building up. But at the same time, you know, I needed I needed some kind of security. Then I went to them and I was like, hey, either if you don't want to put me on any more days, that's cool. Then I'm just going to let you know that I really do have to find another place now. Like push came to shove. And then so now I work there like two to three days a week, depending on the week. And that's been great along with my entrepreneur stuff. Like it's been really melding well because now like I can work and make money but I can still be there for my kids I needed something more flexible with work I can do on my own time so maybe I do wake up at five in the morning work to seven then take my kids to school and then work some more and then go pick them up yeah but I'm able to be there for them yeah um, at the same time supporting them as well in different ways and in loving what I do yeah 
And so I think, you know, sometimes you hear about like burnout. I think maybe sometimes it's just balance of things. Yeah. I still enjoy clinical practice. I just, I can't do it full time. Mm-hmm. I agree that like those steps are hard to take, but they're not impossible to take. So if you're thinking about like your job and where you are, jobs will come and go. If you're unhappy, like I think you only like live this life once and I'm getting to live like the best life. And a lot of times I tell you like, I don't know how I can complain about my life when I have such an amazing life. Like having a great, amazing husband and kids and family and friends and have such a great job. I have the career that people wish they had. And the one thing I'm sad about is the fertility stuff, right? Like I, that's the one thing incomplete in my life. But otherwise, I have such a wonderful life and like what a blessing that is. But I also think like that's the, that's like you also control that too. Um, and so I don't know, taking those steps are hard and scary, but not impossible. And, and then we're not saying like to leave dentistry or do the entrepreneurial thing, but if you need to make a change, you can make a change and know that we made the change and I think it worked out. It worked out. <laughs> it worked out. Okay. Um, favorite thing I think from like this year and then least favorite thing from this year. Oh, on the spot. Okay. You go first. <laughs> okay. My least favorite thing is that. Wait, career wise? Just like, yeah. Or, I mean, or yeah. Career wise. Both like impacts of you quitting your job. My favorite thing, my least favorite thing is that. Now, when I am, my husband is off from work, he thinks that I'm also off from work. And so when I'm at home and I'm actually working, I'm still working and he'll like want to talk to me and be like, what are we doing? What's, and I'm just like, I have to set those boundaries. Those boundaries are hard because he doesn't like understand that for him, his work is at the dead office. And once he's, on, he's not at the office, he can separate that very easily for me. It's hard to separate that. So I would say that's my least favorite thing. My favorite thing is one, not having a boss. And uh, two is having this flexibility to be able to like travel and do things. I was able to go visit my hometown in Mexico, like on a wing and uh, it was amazing. And I cried. And then obviously like allowing myself this freedom to be crazy in my career and how that has led me to things like going to Raizado, um, which was a dental, Latin dental, not, not dental festival. It's a Latin creator festival where I met a ton of celebrities and impressive people and advocates and lawyers and public health people. And just like so surreal. And obviously being in Time Magazine is kind of crazy too. Yeah, I've had some great experiences in, in my career. And I think quitting my job has allowed me to do those things. Yeah. My least favorite would be there was a time where my son said that I work too much Mm. because with the entrepreneur, you're not working your eight to five. So it's not like he's in school. I'm working all the time, which most of the time I am. But then sometimes afterwards, right, you're you're needing to make a post. You're needing to um, send an email. You're needing to we have our study club. I'm needing to, um, a CE, CEs are at night, right? Because everyone's off work. So then I would have to tell him like, mommy has to work. And so I think I just ended up saying that a lot and not realizing it, that there was one point where he was like, you work too much. Mm-hmm. And I get it. And I can't fix those things, right? Like CEs are going to be at night. These things are going to happen. But I just, I, what I realized I needed to do was to change how I worded it, I think, not to say that as much, you know, so if I'm sending an email or I'm on my phone on Instagram or whatever, not to say that I'm working, but just to make it or like I need to step away or something like I realized I needed to change my habits um, around him so that he's not thinking that I'm working all the time because that's not the whole point of doing all this, right, is to be more present with him. 
So that was like, that definitely opened my eyes to things. And then my favorite part is to be able to do everything that I had wanted to do. Um, I wanted to start a podcast. We did that. I've wanted to do more speaking gigs, share the news and how to care about kids and giving clinicians the confidence. I've been able to do that. So having that flexibility and I have to say it's been, there's been opportunities I've sought out, but most of them, they've sought me. And that I would say is my favorite thing because it's nice to know people are seeing you, especially when you're not there, especially when companies are in different states, especially when your friends are in different states. Um, But to know that they still see you Mm -hmm. and they're still thinking about you. I think that's my favorite thing when someone contacts me and reaches out to me. Um, And it's been, it's worked out so well. That's beautiful. Well, this year. Okay. Well, we hope that all of you have had a great year. We definitely have. I think we're going to do another episode, but it's going to be on resolutions and maybe help you with some future plans and thoughts. We love you and we appreciate you. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Positively Hygiene. Join us every Tuesday for a new episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram for the opportunity for how you can contribute to our podcast. And follow and review Positively Hygiene on Apple and Spotify Podcasts.